Hey there, welcome to Tech Trek. I'm one of your hosts, Jeff Kirk. I am your other host, Jenny Kessler. Guys, we're excited to bring another episode for you tonight. A lot of good things to talk about. Um, before we get into the show rundown, we do have a couple things, obviously, in the if you're listening to this sort of in the time frame that we're recording it. <laughs> obviously, yeah. we're going through pretty a pretty deep time right now, Jenny. Right, right. Like a virus pandemic. <laughs> it's new for me. Uh, most of us, I think, if you lived through the early 20th century, you probably had experience with the Spanish flu. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know that anybody who listens or anybody who hosts this podcast has direct <laughs> memory of that. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I wasn't there. Um, I skipped yeah. that part. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's probably probably good but it is a tough time for a lot of people but i'm dealing with it um i've had a couple of drinks okay to be honest um also um i I am also watching tiger king tiger uh to kind of yeah to keep me grounded and um, maybe this says a lot about me (laughs) but are, are you familiar with tiger king no, I've not heard of it. Are you familiar with private zoos? Yes. Okay. So if you remember not too long ago, a couple, 10 years ago, uh, Zanesville had a private zoo where the guy just let all his big cats and the animals go. That's do you right. recall this? I, I, I do <laughs> remember that. <laughs> okay. So that's just sort of a side mention in the Tiger King story because Tiger King is a joe exotic who is a dude that owns a private zoo in oklahoma um and it's a netflix documentary about this guy and um the way he treats big cats and breeds them and his enemy is uh this woman who runs a big cat sanctuary and and they start off you know with a call from him from prison um (laughs) So I found we watched the first two episodes and it just like you're like, this is the weirdest shit I've ever seen. And then it just gets like episode two. You're like, oh, my gosh, what is happening? Okay, so um, and my great partner, hetero life partner, Dax, is like, okay, we can watch it. Um, (laughs) I feel like he's humoring me because I can't stop watching it. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So Tiger, so Tiger King. Tiger King for me right now. Also Unsolved Mysteries, mm. which is on Amazon, um, which is a delight. Um, first of all, the show started airing in the late early 90s. Not late early, but the early 90s. Late, 
I was going to say late eighties, but I really do think it was like 1991 when it first aired. I think you're right. Um, on that. Yeah. That feels right. And it was a time when people were not aware of like social media or being camera ready at all. Uh, so you get the most like bizarre looking people that you've ever like, I mean, the makeup, the clothes, the it's, and it's all so earnest. Mm. So you really get um, a real like time capsule happening. And, and the other thing about it is that like they've injected updates into these shows. This is on Amazon prime, by the way. Oh, so so, they updated yeah, this these people are still working to this day. They're still working on those unsolved mysteries. And when they have updates, they inject them into the episode. So like you're watching an episode from 1990 and there's information from like 2006 that they they plug in there. Dude. And the people. At, yeah. The people at unsolved mysteries are still working these cases today. And wow. it's like. I'm just blown away. And like, first of all, there's the whole kitsch factor of like people from the early nineties. And then there's this idea that like, okay, the show's been off the year, off the air for 15, 20 years, but people are, people are still working on it. And they, and they zoom into the, the call center. (laughs) And it's like, everybody's in like business, business professional. There's cubes. Everybody's man in the phones. There's like, 30 people taking mm-hmm. calls and I'm like, I want to work there. <laughs> In fact, I, I updated, I updated my employer on Facebook to be the unsolved mysteries call center. Amazing. So then, and they call it like the telephone center or something like that. I'm like, I, I'm, I just stand in like awe of the effort <sighs> that these dedicated people to cracking cold cases are are still working on on imagine you imagine how fun that would be to be in that telephone center look if i wasn't so squeamish i would be a cop and i like a detective (laughs) you know what i mean but i can't deal with the violence and stuff but the the fun thing about unsolved mysteries like one of the fun many fun things about it is that um whenever possible this is part of the disclaimer Wherever possible, the people involved in the incident are involved in the recreation. Really? So those are actual, like, participants? Yeah. So they're, like, they're amateurs acting out scenes. Like, a lot of times they'll get actors to reenact it because I imagine the people involved in it are like, you know what? I don't want to be on camera. I don't want to act. But there are some of them are like, hell yeah, I want to be on TV. Put me on. (laughs) Put me in the recreation scene. And so, you know, it's a mixed bag of that. And then they also have a disclaimer that says, this is not a news broadcast. So Ah. I'm like, okay, so the early 90s people are watching this. I imagine like senior citizens are like, oh, the news is on. It's unsolved mystery that they had to. That guy in the trench coat looks respectable. Yeah. And Robert Stack hosts it. And he is like precious beyond belief. Talk about a national treasure. I mean, Nicolas Cage doesn't have a hand on that guy. No. R.I.P. Robert Sack. He they put him in. Okay, I'm gonna stop talking about this after this. But they they did this thing about uh, the Rudolf Hess or whatever, where he had maybe gone to the U.K. and tried to warn mm-hmm. people about Hitler or some shit. Yeah. And Robert Stack is standing in a museum of Nazi memorabilia, and it was so weird, like so weird. And that I'm would like, be weird. 
this is a little upsetting. Like, this couldn't happen now. I don't think mm-hmm. that you would have any respectable, like, Jeff Probst would not be caught dead in a Nazi. Mm-hmm. No way. <clears throat> no. <clears throat> no. I'm totally charmed and enchant- enchanted by this. And it's all true. Then later in the series, they start getting involved in sort of mystical stuff. Like, um, yeah. what is it when you think you die and then you come back? Near death experience. Near death experiences, yeah. Ghosts, angels, that kind of stuff. So uh, it gets a little woo woo when you get into like season ten and eleven. And um, this was pre COVID nineteen when we were sort of binging this. But I'm going back to the beginning because I missed the blue eyeshadow and the puffy jogging suits and the the whole. But anyway, that's a look. It is. But that's kind of where we are vis-a-vis binging through yeah. the seclusion the well, stay at home we're doing um you know with the three kids that you've heard on one of the podcast episodes at least one if not a couple yeah. <laughs> um, we're getting through the day man each day is a yeah. uh, each day is a grind they're fun yeah you know it's but, uh <laughs> they're they're the other kids are are just doing it you know they're they're getting through some schoolwork we're doing virtual field trips on youtube um, wow i made a whole playlist of like walking tours of different cities and stuff like that that you can take and that kind of thing so we've been doing that um yesterday we went to the ancient egyptian museum in cairo uh, wow virtually and got to see some mummies and some carvings and stones like that with hieroglyphics and that was super fun that's awesome so yeah, we're you know we're we're doing some stuff. Look, you're a way better parent than I am because I let my kids sleep till like noon or one, so they don't they don't bother me. I start work at like seven, and so I'm most of the way through my my day by the time they wake sure. up. And we're really, getting... if, if they want to see artifacts or whatever, they're gonna have to find it on their own. <laughs> well, but... I just I didn't want each day to be what i imagined that it could be so yeah (laughs) i hear you i um i and i listen i speak for all people who have been through toddlerhood that you are doing the lord's work right now (laughs) and that it's hard it's really really hard with little ones it's tough we've been there's a little bit of uh you know a little bit of just being scared of stuff and a little bit of like, don't break the seal on the door. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, but we're working it through. Um, stuff that's but, been helping me has been, like, we've been doing some FaceTime calls with some of their school friends. Oh, that's good. That's been cool. And I've had a chance to do some writing a little bit. Working possibly on a new project. Oh, yes. To be announced later. Mm. Might have something to do with some of my weird travel that I've had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, tell us more, Jeff. I've got a possible name for it, Jenny. Okay. Weird journeys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good. So Good. we'll see. I'm kind of playing around with it. We'll see what happens. So for sure. But it's been fun to do that. Um, yeah. Doing a lot of reading. I finished. Actually, you'll hear about it in our last segment of our podcast today. But I've been reading up on some classics. Oh, like old literature classics. So it's been kind of fun. Very good. Doing currently, I'm reading Tale of Two Cities. Oh, dear. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, Are you yeah. going Dickensian on me? I am. But the oh. other one I read wasn't Dickensian. So I'll talk about it in the in the, later on in the podcast here. But Very good. Um, but another way that I think folks can try to get through some, some tough crap that they're dealing with at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you heard the most amazing news of Sir Patrick Stewart Santa Claus? No! I've heard he, his sonnets. I've heard him reading sonnets, but what, Santa Claus? Well, well, Sir Patrick Stewart Santa Claus is making all of the Picard series free. <laughs> on CBS All Access. Yes, I'm applauding. Yes, I love this move. Um, it's this the best so, thing I have ever heard. <laughs> yeah. So if you're listening and you and you were hesitating on Picard, like get it. It's free. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it, guys. Like serious. I've watched through each episode um, a couple times, oh, so and good. I I'm just I'm. I'm blown away with how high quality it is. Yeah. Like, it's not retread. It's Mm-mm. not, um, it's not like a sham or, no. or a play. It's not soap opera. E it's just really good. <clears throat> it's, it's really like what I appreciate about so much. And what I appreciate about Star Trek over the years is that they always hold a kind of mirror up of the current culture, but in the future and like dealing with the issues that, are yeah. presented in the current times in the sci-fi future times. And I really feel that deeply in Picard. And I just, of course, just, uh, I adore Patrick Stewart in ways I can't even describe. And <clears throat> I mean, he's, he's a living legend at this yeah, point. <laughs> yeah. And he looks old and he, you know, he's got the wear and tear, but he's so sturdy yeah. And so like such a a rock. I just you know, I'm so so glad they decided to make it free. Uh, and unfortunately, if you paid for it, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but if you waited, like now's the time, man. It is so yeah. good. You got to see it, guys. I mean, yeah. the writing is super. Yeah. The acting, I mean, you knew the acting was going to be great. It's Patrick Stewart. Like yeah. you you know the acting is going to be good. Yeah. But like the writing with the acting is amazing. The theme song at the beginning has got it's, such gorgeous moments in it. Yeah. Including a little callback to Next Gen yeah. theme song. There's some awesome uh, callbacks to other like original series themes during the show itself. Um, Jenny, have you caught any of the Romulan, the original Romulan theme from the original series? How they're kind of replaying it a little bit in some probably of the episodes? Probably caught that. I believe I probably have. So good. It's so awesome. It's, um, it's just it, delightful. I think, I think it has something for everyone. Like, regardless of your level of mm-hmm. Star Trek fandom, like, it's got something that almost anyone would like. Yeah, and it's got, I mean, because it has so many touchstones, especially for people who grew up watching Next Generation, it just really, even if it was, like, tragically terrible, it's still got, like, a nostalgia value. Um, where Discovery doesn't. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I tried to watch Discovery and I really like most of the characters, but mainly the main character is so, like, exhausting and, like, <laughs> ugh. Um, and, I, and I made the mistake of, we made the mistake, me and Dax, of watching Discovery at the same time as we watched The Expanse. 
which is oh. a really good sci-fi program on Amazon. Um, but now I find myself like, was that this guy? What, where? What? I mean, they're really yeah. they're where they blend and yeah. Yeah, it's really kind of a mess in my head, among other. I can things. tell you, I can tell you that what I enjoyed the most about Discovery, um, is when Pike is part of the team. Yeah, yeah. Because Pike is great. Pike is good. <laughs> yeah, and I love Jeez. the um, the one that came through from the parallel universe that ended up in that sort of Black Ops Star Trek. I cannot think of what her character oh, is. Um, yeah, but it's Michelle Yao is yeah. the actress. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God, she's she's a force, and she's, and the, she's amazing. <laughs> I love her every minute she's on the screen, and you like, can't take your eyes off her. Mm-mm. She's amazing to watch. She's terrific and and powerful. Yeah. So there, yeah. like for Star Trek folks, there's a lot out there to help you get through this time. Who knows how long we're going to be in stay-at-home mode. And by the way, uh, before we jump into the topic, there's one other thing. Jenny, I've talked about my sort of hard time that I've had getting through Deep Space Nine. Yeah. I have a controversial concept Uh-oh. that I think is helping me understand why I've had a hard time with it. Let's hear so it. I'll bounce it off of you, then we can jump into our topic, okay? Okay. Deep Space Nine feels more soap opera-y than the other series. Yeah. It seems like there's like the delivered line and then it's like waiting for your reaction. Mm. Got your reaction. You know, it's like I don't know if you've seen like the Friends episodes when Joey describes how to act. Yeah. Where you're just like looking thoughtfully mm, and like trying to solve the math problem in your head that you can't solve. Yeah. Mm. Or (laughs) you know, or someone farted in the room. (laughs) 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 It just seems like a lot of there's a lot of like Here's I'm setting up the line. I'm setting up the line. I've made the now line. You now you react to the line. <laughs> it yeah. seems like there's some of that going on there's in the show. Bit. I will tell you what I am a fan of soap operas, so I don't really care okay. about that. I, okay. You know, that's fine. It, that's that's not a barrier for me. <clears throat> well, but I get fair. you. I hear you. Yeah. Hear so you I think that. that's I think that's helped me understand why I had <laughs> a harder time digging it in than I have other series. I hear because you're a snob. I am. Well, I mean, I'm I'm a okay. high I'm a high class snob though. I mean. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> or maybe I'm at high high taste high taste snob. Okay, Jeff. Are you really gonna throw shade on some soap operas right now? You know, like like canned food, canned food, caviar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe check your privilege while you watch Deep Space Nine. Okay, I'll try that. Okay, yeah. next time I watch it, I'll try it. <laughs> yeah, because they're like they're dealing with stuff no other Star Trek series has dealt with. So I acknowledge that I do, I do. And also Rene Abergenois. There's Rene, a lot of Rene, him. Rene. All right, All right. Well, do you want to jump in? <clears throat> do I? I do. <laughs> so a little bit of a. A little bit of a change in the way that we're delivering some of the stuff, right? Um, first thing we're going to do is we're going to introduce what the topic is. What's the tech? So, Jenny, do you want to ask me what the right. tech is? What's the tech? What's the, <laughs> what's the tech, Jeff? What's the frequency, Kenneth? Uh, REM? No. Um, the tech <laughs> is the tech is the protoplaser. Okay. 
for those scoring at home, that's proto and yeah. plazer stuck together. Okay? Huh. It's a compound word. Protoplazer. Okay. So what is it? Okay. Protoplazer is simply a medical device. It's the simplest definition I can give you. Okay. Um, it has a, it has a lot of capabilities to treat a lot of a sort of a wide spectrum of both minor and major injuries. Okay. okay. It could do all of the treatment without having to cut open a body. Whoa. Yeah. So let's say you're a red shirt. You're uh-huh. out on a you're out on a way mission and of course someone <clears throat> doesn't someone doesn't warn you and a boulder comes flying off a cliff, hits you in the head. Oh okay. no. It's it's happened before, right? Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Someone's going to be bending over you with a with a medical tricorder probably from Lucky our me. recent episode. Yeah. Um and they're going to say dude has a subdural hematoma. Okay. Do you know what a subdural hematoma is? It's a bruise on your brain. Bruise on your brain under the skin. Yeah. Yep, that's the subdural part. Got you. So the corpsman, or possibly if you're lucky enough that you have a medical officer with you on the trip. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, is going to ask for a protoplazer. Because uh-huh. it has the ability to stop a wound without having to cut open the body to get to it. Oh. it. It actually has the ability to repair torn arteries and veins. Whoa. Yeah. Now, I've seen that in action, but I didn't know that's what it was called. Yeah. Oh, okay. And the, some of the cool... So, here's some things, right? Mm-hmm. It, it can be also called an anabolic protoplazer. Because some models have anabolic accelerators, which allow you to stitch together and, ready for it? Uh-huh. Reunite blood vessels even down to the capillary level. Wow. And repair themselves. <laughs> okay. Reunited and, and it, it feels so weird. So good. <laughs> weird feels much better than it did before they were separated. Probably better. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it can actually it can actually <clears throat> rebuild and reunite blood vessels that are torn apart at the capillary vessel at the capillary level. Wow. Yeah. So Basically, would it be most useful in in a situation where there was trauma to the brain or body somehow, like we got beat up or, well, like you said, a boulder dropped on your head or yeah, those kind of things? Is that the only purpose for it? No, it's is, not the only purpose. repairing vessels and stuff? It's not the only purpose. Let, let, me, let me talk about um, a little bit more of what is it, right? Okay. So what's in the protoplazer? So... Mm-hmm. It creates a small force field also. Okay. Is this subspace territory? Yes, no. it's, a sub, it's a subspace territory. It creates, yes, ding, I ding, know. Ding, ding, ding. Have right? a drink. Like, and juggle luck. I don't have it. Oh, I do. I have it from this afternoon. It's probably really good. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's been there since this afternoon, it's probably awesome. It's water. Yeah. It's tepid. <laughs> I'll be fine. Please continue. <laughs> so it creates a small subspace 
force field. It also uses phase-modulated lasers, or as we know them, phasers. Phasers. <laughs> and some models also have anabolic accelerators to treat injuries without needing to open up the body for any possible treatment. It's, it can be a stitcher or a suture device yeah. on someone without having to touch them. That's good news. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Social distancing, am I right, Jeff? Oh, social distancing in the house. Yes, let's, let's all give the Spock so, salute. Is that what it's called? What's the it Vulcan, called? Yeah, the Vulcan salute. Yeah. 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 Bad news, though? Mm. There is a downside. Oh, no. It doesn't leave a scar. Wait a minute, Jeff. No I think more, that's not No more downside. cool scar stories, you know. Six scars. Especially Starfleet chicks, right? Right. No. I don't think so. Maybe they've evolved past that in Starfleet. Maybe? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't leave a scar. It seriously, like, does all of this work and doesn't even leave a mark on the body. Well, that seems like a benefit, Jeff. It seems valuable to be able to repair an injury and leave no trace of it afterwards. I mean, some might say yes. I, I would be in yeah. that camp, actually, too. Yeah. Same. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm vain. I won't. I don't want a scar. <laughs> do you have any scars? I've got yeah, a scar. Yeah, sure I do. Look, yeah. what, tell me one of them. Uh, I have a scar on my left knee okay. that oh, I got. God. Yeah. When I. Um, Fish hook related. Um, I fell off of my bike. Okay. And I landed in an, like an, a lot that was being used to build a house. And um, got some broken glass embedded in my patella tendon. Oh, God. (laughs) And it was pretty deep. And they they were going to try to do it with arthroscopic surgery Uh to get it out after I finally discovered that I had a lump on my knee. Oh, my gosh. Um, I thought it was knee cancer, of course. But it was just. Yeah, of course. It was just a, you know, foreign body in my knee. Um, oh, and they had, Lord, they eventually Lord. had to like open it up and dig it out with scalpels and stuff. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so that's one of my scars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> you got any scars? Oh, I have two major scars from two C-sections. Ooh. Uh, one Ooh. was, uh, first one was that bikini cut. I'm air quoting. Which was to supposedly hide hide the scar, but is still oh, yeah. my first daughter is almost eighteen and it still aggravates me. Gosh. The second one was like navel down and that one's fine, um, oh, but it, it it doesn't bother me at all. So I don't know what possessed them to do the bikini cut on the first one. Uh, they were just I was, giving it a was try. Strange because, <laughs> Right. I, I mean, you would think I was having the first C-section in L.A. or something. I was in Licking County Memorial Hospital, which is southeast Ohio, rural Appalachia. I'm like, what are you doing also, to me? It's, also, in this time of social distancing, licking, not, not approved, no. guys. Well, <laughs> let me just tell you. Let me explain that right out of the gate. It was that count. There's licking the licking river, licking county. Um, it is 
uh, a place that was rich in salt resources, and the deer came there to lick ah. the salt. All right, so it wasn't sense. it wasn't like um, you know dirty at all or anything like that. Uh, it was more about the natural fauna and how they behave. Of course, though, my first husband was a graduate of Licking Valley High School. Of course. Which. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways i lived in licking valley on rocky fork creek for a while and this is when i had my first child and they decided to give me a bikini cut and also like didn't check my bandages i almost died from blood loss so oh gosh um, and i also so, had like a scar is good scar no. is good memorable <laughs> to this day eight years later it still reminds me every day oh gosh jenny so i so, would really have appreciated a protoplasm approach yeah. in this it territory. seems like you would seems like you would have you would have been a big fan of using yeah, big that fan. Yeah, a big fan uh, yeah big fan Look, so how so I'm, how's it used right okay so, yeah let's so talk how, about that so first of all you have to be certified to use it oh yes you it's can't just like you can't just yeah you have to like go to a, a certification class to use the protoplaser it's not just like any joe off the street Working in sick bay can just grab a protoplaser and, you know, go to town. Uh, okay. So is it a medical certification then? Yes. So, yeah. I mean, that sounds stupid. Like, it wouldn't be an engineering certification. It's it's kind of like um, how you have to get certified on certain types of procedures and using certain devices in surgeries, that kind of stuff. Similar yeah. to that. Got you. Um, it can be used to treat burns from a plasma torch. <gasps> As well, yeah. What's a plasma torch? Jeez, oh man. Oh, you don't want to get in the way of a plasma torch. Don't I? Um, no, you don't. <laughs> I don't. Um, I don't know. After two weeks at home, <laughs> it'll really brighten your day <laughs> in a bad way. <laughs> okay. Um, it could be used. It can be uh-huh. used on deep stab wounds. To seal off the wound and stop the bleeding. Yeah. But it won't. It used. won't like if it's too deep. It won't like heal the wound. You still have to do a procedure to like mm-hmm. bring things back together if it's really deep in there. Oh my god! I'm passing. Protoplasers can also be used to regenerate bone tissue <gasps> for a patient with broken bones. That's handy. Uh, that's pretty amazing to me. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And there's a there's a I talked about the anabolic protoplaser. There's another type of protoplaser called the protodinoplaser. Okay. Which, which can help patients that are like in a like a severe or critical condition. It can help stabilize their condition to bring them at least into sta- like a stable state so that you can okay. continue with treatment for them. So like their blood pressure drops and their heart rate drops or whatever this this what would you call it? The protodinoplaser. Sounds made up, but I'll it go does, with you. but it's, it's Tektrek, you know. It's a... <laughs> what's dino in this situation? Like, okay, let's can we break down the word for a second? Protoplaser. Yep. Proto. yep. So it's proto it's, meanings um, first. First dino is spelled D Y N O. I'm a, I'm okay, imagining so that like means dynamic. dynamic. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's where that root would be. Yeah. Laser? No I idea. Think that, huh? I think that's part of the phase modulated laser. They just can't call it a phaser, you know, because that's like 
Hmm. That's a weapon. <laughs> uh, well, this is kind of a weapon against scars and wounds. I hadn't thought of it like that. I mean, I mean, I wasn't in the writer's room or anything, but <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, I, you know, I've seen them used, but I, I just like when you meant when we talked about it being the next topic, I'm like, I don't know what the hell that is. Right. It's but, pretty cool. But I, it is very cool and very useful. So, so if, you think, if you think about wound treatment and the complications therein, in fact, like if you could could close a wound in a sterile environment right, where you would field, get an infection. Like a secure, stable, um, force field type of time. thing. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine yeah. that, like, the benefit that would be in like a triage situation. Would be yeah. amazing, right? And especially like head trauma or whatever. If it would it repair like blood vessels in your brain and that kind yeah. of stuff too? Yeah, yeah. It uh, wow, it would be key. Like situations like like water on the brain, blood on the brain, that kind of stuff could be fixed quickly yeah. with this. Yeah, yeah. Well, Which would be pretty too, awesome. Like it, yeah, and if you think about like in a natural disaster of some sort and when doctors have to like triage folks Mm. it's like you know you gotta you gotta deal with head injuries first and foremost like and can you imagine how much like being able to repair a head injury like like that like how how you could really save a lot of lives and quickly quickly like yeah that'd be awesome yeah so features and benefits right First of all, mm-hmm. I mean, this is just a badass feature. It combines force fields and phasers, but as a medical treatment device. <laughs> yeah. It's, Which, it's superb, really. Um, there are different sizes of them. You can have, you know, up to like a, like a, almost like a, um, like a pull down type one in a sick bay or a handheld one. Yeah. In there. Um, Anabolic protoplasers have accelerators that help the regeneration of tissue, blood, like blood oh, vessels, wow. bone, organs even. Like you get an organ regeneration. Oh, my God. Um, they are they are a trusted device. You know, they've been around since the 23rd century. They're still well, using them all the way through <laughs> all the other series. Yeah. Um, benefits. I mean, first of all, the first thing that comes to mind is the instant regeneration type thing. That's just... Hey. That's just awesome. Like, <laughs> yeah, um, how does that even work? Like, yeah. Um, well, it's sort of it's sort of uh, what I read up is it's a little bit almost like replicator technology, in a way, uh-huh. because it uses the environment to assess what it needs to do, and then it creates that it it creates that needed material for the regeneration. So like if it was a cut like a stab wound, like it would regenerate the muscle tissue, yep. the soft organ tissue, the skin, yeah, the blood vessels, the bone, yeah. But uh, so it's really like the for as far as the mechanical system the body goes, it's like an insta repair. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Yeah, it it was so ubiquitous, I think, in the series, and I don't really remember anybody calling it out as such of what it was. It got it got a lot more play in the books, I think, than in the shows. Uh, 
<laughs> did you read the books, Jeff? I did. I have several <laughs> in my personal library. I will admit. <laughs> this is where you find out how hardcore we are, right? Like so Jeff I, read the books. <laughs> I'm holding my hand up as a as a testimony yeah. here. I okay. I will I will Go testify that I I do own probably 25 to 30 Star Trek novels. Holy moly. And, and I've read more than that. <laughs> okay. That I've gotten let, at the library. All right, let's let's dig into this for a second. <laughs> I want to know, <laughs> Jeff, are they worth the read? Because I always felt like mm, that looks corny, but well, maybe maybe they're not. Tell me about it. So I mean, the time period in which I first started reading them was a time where I wasn't doing a lot of driving, but I was being conveyed to a lot of places, like on mass transit or in the back of the car or that kind of thing. And for me, okay. I don't get car sick, so it was really easy for me to just pull up in a book and start reading. Okay. Um, and on mass transit, I didn't want to make eye contact with anyone, especially in San Francisco. I just pulled my, pulled my uh, Walkman out and... Uh, Popped in some some tunes and pulled out my Star Trek novel. Didn't even worry about anyone knowing that it was a Star Trek novel because it was San Francisco and just dug in until my my bus stop. (laughs) Yeah, I I liked them. I I had a great time with them. There's a few even that I'll reread a few of them. They're they're actually pretty good. Which one? There's one called Q Squared. And it has to do with Q and his protege, uh, Tremaine. And it's pretty awesome. Okay. We actually meet Tremaine. In the, he's the, the guy that's dressed up like Napoleon Bonaparte on that one planet when, they, when the original series cast gets stuck there. So, oh. Yeah. Wow. He was a Q, which is pretty awesome. He was Q before Q was cool, huh? He was Q before Q was cool. So that one's pretty great. I like that one a lot. And I also write, there's um there's one called Ships of the Line, which is a really good one. It's okay. a card story. So, oh, you know. Picard? Yeah, it's, uh, it takes, well, it was after, it was after Generations when the Enterprise gets crash landed. And it's in between shit kind of thing. But it centers on uh-huh. Picard. Going back to Cardassia to confront Gold Ducat and all those sort of guys. So, oh, or Gold wow. Madrid. Sorry. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a good story. Well, we'll put it on the reading list. I, I honestly, I was too snobby to read the Star Trek. <laughs> oh, so we were talking about my snobbery earlier. Huh? <laughs> Look, we all have our snob section sectors, and like Star Trek <laughs> printed fiction was mine. Like, not gonna cross that line. Well, it's but pretty maybe great. I, will. I do I recommend it. Yeah. Okay. So, so, I mean, benefits, instant regeneration. You don't have to open yeah. up a body to do the treatment. Yeah. McCart- oh, uh, sorry, McCoy endorses him. Yeah, well. You know? There's no better source. Good housekeeping yeah. of Starfleet Medical. That's for sure. 
um, I guess like if you use them alongside a tricorder and a hypospray, I mean, just about anything you can possibly think of can be treated. <laughs> wow. So that's miraculous. Yeah. So how about some edge cases? Um, okay. Because it has a force field, you can use it to actually protect yourself. And you know, you can kind of hack it around and make it a little personal force field if you need to. So uh, like it, if you're doctor stranded and or get attacked or whatever, you can yeah, drop yeah, it can it, hold out, it, reverse it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can you can basically hack it into a own personal force field for a, a minute or two. <laughs> Depending on the battery life of that thing. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Here we go again with gadgets. The EMH used it on Voyager. So, you know, that's a hack in and of itself in that a hologram was using a medical device to treat wounds and injuries like that. Um, There's a story in one of the the novels (laughs) where uh, it goes back to (laughs) Christine Chappell who was the nurse on the original series. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she was, she was in her medical studies and her hand got stuck inside of a cadaver because something happened. And so she had to use the protoplaser to cut her hand out of the cadaver, which is kind of cool. (laughs) Okay. So the gag factor is pretty good there, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a tender. remember, You remember Star Trek Dawn. Yeah, I know you do. Star Trek yeah, Beyond. Star Trek which, Beyond. You know, that's where they, that's the, it's the, um, they re, they resurrect the Franklin, and Idris Elba is the bad guy, the big bad on there. And, you know, the I Enterprise know. gets it's movie. blown up again. <laughs> oh, this yeah, is a movie, what, right? It's, it's the late, it's the last of the, Chris, of the Christopher Pine as Kirk ones. Simon Pegg, the writer, and Scotty. Oh, okay. Okay, I watched all those and loved all those. Um, yep. Let me retrack on what, what what did you say? So McCoy, McCoy, yeah, McCoy uses one of those protoplasers on Spock after they have to crash land on the planet. Oh, right. Okay. Well, again, they're not naming that device. No, they're not. But it was, you know, like he uses it when there's that ship fragment sticking through Spock's arm. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's just look, I'm super squeamish and like when I see people injured, I feel it in that spot on my own body in a weird, like kind of shivery way. Fair. And so I kind of just sorta chalk it up to not part of the story. <laughs> I, like I'm just really good at denial in general. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah. So, so I think that's why I never picked up on what the heck a pro what's it called? Protoplaser? Protoplaser, yeah. Yeah. So so those are some of the things that I found on it. Um uh-huh. what do you think? You want what me to give so a far? rating on Not yet. I want one. I'm trying to think of okay. like, just open it up to some thoughts or questions before we before we break for a cookie. Well, I will tell you that this idea of repair without intrusion into the body is extremely uh, appealing to me. <laughs> um, Pretty awesome. I just, yeah, I keep recalling the scene in Star Trek Four where he's like, "What is this? The Middle Ages?" <laughs> right, uh, McCoy. <clears throat> and McCoy again. Yeah. It's McCoy, and he's the best. Like he's. <laughs> 
It's like, I'm not going to take crap from anyone. Your medicine this sucks. Is, like, <laughs> yeah, like the, cutting people open is yeah. like, I mean, barbarism. And it yeah. is, but it's all we got. And like, I, as soon as we can find a way to do things without like breaking the barrier, like the things that hold us literally together, I'm on board. I agree. I agree. Um, all right. Well, what do you think we break for a cookie? Sounds good. I could always go for a cookie. Hey, Wesley. Some cookies, I suppose, fortune. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there you go. All right. Thanks. That'll be all, Wesley. Are you sure? <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shut up, Wesley. Shut up, Wesley. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Do you wish to go first or shall I? I, I, I'll go first. Here, okay. I've got mine. Don't discriminate. The most unlikely species can create the best customers. Yes. I mean that's very that's Ferengi. True. It's like yeah. if you're if you're looking for profit, uh huh, you got to keep an Everybody, open mind. <laughs> Everybody's your marketplace. <laughs> that's right. That's right. There is no there's no bad customer when you're looking for profit. <laughs> right. And you know there's there is some wisdom to that, but there's also like some drawbacks to that too. Like you true. can't you can't serve you can't serve everybody. I mean, you can. No. You can try. You can try. It's not always going to work out. No. Could you repeat your quote? I'm so sorry. I, I my short-term memory shit. Don't discriminate. The most unlikely species can create the best customers. Yeah. Yes. <sighs> yeah, I, I mean, think, I think this... This speaks to um, inclusion mm -hmm. in a big way. Um, so it's, many like people, groups of people are treated or categorized as ineligible mm. for things. And it's really unfortunate because, like, I think everybody brings something to the table, um, and everybody can, you know, should be eligible for, um, you know, fair trade. Yeah, I think I, I like the. It's a very Star Trek. It's a very Star Trek thought even though it's coming from a Ferengi, right? Um, right. It, it, well, it's very, it's very much like everyone does deserve the chance. And we think, we think that, we think that everyone should have that chance. Yeah. And I think from a Federation perspective, everybody should have a chance at success. Mm. But from a Ferengi perspective, everybody should have a chance to fill my wallet. Yeah. You know, but still, but that's I mean, their way of life. You know, that's their way of yeah. life. Yeah, yeah, and it's a sort of open-mindedness that um, 
that I, I really, really value. Mm. And yeah, it's really cool. It's part, yeah. And I, I think that maybe I sound like kind of vapid when I say that, but I, when I, what I really mean is like the more like folks that you have that think differently, um, and you bring them together and try to work together and stuff. I mean, the better your outcome is going to be, even though you may have difficulty communicating out the gate. Well, I mean, let's um, think about let's think about how. So I've got a direct scenario in my head here. Okay. In on Deep Space Nine, Cork has mm-hmm. a regular customer in his bar that no one yeah. really knows how to communicate with, but they always joke that they know what he's thinking or that he's just done. I'm thinking of Morn, right? Morn. Morn Morn doesn't have a line in the entire series, but he shows up in almost God every episode. Bless Morn. Yeah, he's a presence. <laughs> he's, he's a presence. A real presence. I don't yeah. think Cork. I don't think Cork would keep him around if this wasn't a true statement for Ferengi's. Yeah, exactly. You're right. And he brings solace to people, like because he'll listen without yeah. interrupting because he doesn't talk. He doesn't talk. Gently doesn't talk. He doesn't talk. <laughs> and I mean. It reminds me of a quote from Sherlock Holmes, which where Sherlock Holmes says to Watson, your capacity for silence is invaluable in a friend where it's like, if you just could listen, can I just speak and you can listen and you don't have to say anything or solve my problem or anything like that. Like this, this is something that is, everybody needs that. Everybody mm. needs that. Like somebody who will just like take it in, validate it. You know, offer no advice or direction or solution or anything like that. And I mean, Morn is certainly an embodiment of that. Absolutely. For, yeah. <laughs> He's a role model for us. Yeah. And I think, I mean, like yeah. just to my own personality, right? Um, I huh? speak, we've probably heard, if you've listened to any of the episodes of this, you've heard me speak with pauses in my statements. And there's, mm-hmm. there's, dangling ellipses out there and stuff like that. And the person who listens and doesn't just jump in immediately is the person that means, you know, the the highest level of friendship for me in that they let me finish my thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you got to leave space for people. Yeah. Everyone. Everyone, even if you don't like them, even if you disagree... You can still make like, a buck off of them. Which, sure. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So what was your All right, cookie? Let me tell you. My cookie is never make fun of a Ferengi's mother. <laughs> <laughs> Look, in this day and age, I have to tell you, um, your mom jokes are so... Like they are fast and furious. Like they're coming, they're coming right a, and left. They are, and it's the point where I'm like, I'm, you know, joking about hanging out with anybody's mom. You know, it's like taking, trying to take it to the next level because I am so bored with your mom jokes. I just can't even anymore. Um, <laughs> so I try to like flip it and reverse it. I think like ice vanilla is so taught us to do. Mm. Um, if there's no other role model for us to pay attention to these days than Vanilla Ice look he made his money he worked us 15 minutes he's got 
HGTV show. He's <laughs> he's living his best life. So, I mean, I, I think it. we could not only learn from the Ferengi, but also from Vanilla Ice. And, oh, is Vanilla Ice a Ferengi? Maybe. Did you ever ask yourself that question, Jeff? You know, until this moment, I haven't. <laughs> but... <laughs> I will ask that question of myself later on for sure. Yeah. Get your nose out of a Star Trek book and start thinking about what Vanilla Ice would do. <laughs> or don't. <laughs> or how about this? I'll get I'll stop thinking about what Vanilla Ice might do and put my nose in a Star Trek book. I think that might be better for for us all. And I'll ask run. myself the question about Vanilla Ice being a Ferengi. Yeah. And do some contemplating. So we can yeah. we can learn from the Ferengi. We can learn from vanilla. Yeah. Um, Klingons also have some stuff for us. Um, I was oh, speaking yeah, to Grandpa, Grandpa Klingon. Um, he finished mm-hmm. his he finished his watching through of The Godfather. He's back on to just regular sort of Klingon wisdom for us. Yeah. So I have um, I have his his latest saying here. Okay. All right. Um, I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna give it to you in the original Klingon first. Okay. I mean, I'm gonna try you have to, to hear it. it back. Yeah, um, you have to hear it in the original Klingon first. I mean, well, yeah, of course. Paterblech, chug, ye quatre, per egli. Okay, I'll take your word for it. I'm not gonna try. chug, ye kalf, peg, eglu. Kaktu ye tush. Well, something else they said. Yeah, something like that. Um, okay. Translated, it is if winning is not important, why keep score? Right? <laughs> that, is, that is deep. I'm with Grandpa Klingon right now. Grandpa Klingon like pulled out some serious wisdom bombs here on that one. Yeah. Yeah. It sure does. Yeah. This didn't have to do with the swinging axe or anything like that. This was like a like a a full-on <laughs> truth bomb here. If it, well, yeah, if it's not about winning, why keep score? It, yeah. it presses in on mm, metrics. Metrics. Yeah. Maybe the, the hidden competition inside of things. and <laughs> Yeah, like um, objective and key, objectives and key results. Have you heard of this? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. I mean... The story is that it's you set an objective and you set key results and you measure a baseline and then you see what happens when you make yeah. changes. Yeah. But. Uh, but then it's is still it, like. Uh, so what's the purpose? <laughs> what are you driving at? <laughs> and and did you meet your objective? Really? Okay. At the purest form, did you meet your objective? Mm, yes and or no. that that. It's very pure. It should, I mean, at its core, in its theory, it is very pure. Yep. However, it is a score. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, and if yeah. you have a bunch of people with separate OKRs, maybe the race. Yep, exactly. Uh, and, and then, it, you know, who's looking at all those? Right. Yeah. Right. So if winning is not important, why keep score? Look, Boom. winning's important. Grandpa Klingon. I, I, I will tell you this right now, and I don't think it's a secret, but winning is important. Winning is important, and Klingons know it's that. Im- 
Klingons aren't going to yeah. play a game where there's no result. <laughs> well, and they're not going—they're not going to pretend it's not a competition when it is right. a competition. It, it is a competition, guys. Just own up to it. Yeah. And it's okay Deal for it to be—it's okay for it to be a competition too. Like, if yeah. it is, just call it a competition. It's really all right. Yeah. yeah. Don't try to hide behind something. Right. But there are some folks that are like, don't make it a competition. And I get that. I get that a little bit, but I'm super competitive and I like winning. <laughs> I do know that so, about you. <laughs> yeah. It's hard for me not to just be balls out competitive. I mean, I, I will say um, firsthand knowledge. Let's just, you know, go back to rock band competitions. Um, those are competitions. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I, I think I, I mean, unless I've unless I've been unseated, I think I hold still the record score for vocals on Sabotage. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that was legendary. I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to call it out. Just, just come at me, bros, because I don't see anyone <laughs> stepping up to that level. <laughs> no, but then again, I think I hold the record for the guitar solo for She's So Heavy, <laughs> which you picked this thing, which has like no no vocals at all, but it's like all guitar. So, it's like seven and a half minutes of guitar. It's insane. <laughs> and it's but just you, like, she's so heavy. Hung in and there, I'm man. like, guitar, guitar, guitar. Played the crap uh, out of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's rate oh. Let's rate our tech. How about that? Absolutely. Let's do so. Protoplazers, scale of one to ten. One being, keep that crap away from me. Ten being... Uh, next time I even have a bruise, I want to use that thing. <laughs> ten. Ten, ten. Yeah, ten. ten. Look, I think it's tens across the board here. <laughs> yeah. If you can give us, if you can have access to the kind of medical technology that's available in Star Trek right now, I'm all over it. I, Dude. I, you know, traveling fast across a long distance. I mean, I'll put up with the road trip. And, and frankly, there's some joy in the road trip. There is a lot of joy in road trip. I know I've been pretty tough on him. You were, make... you were a little bit, you were tough, but yeah. I. <laughs> yeah. But to be honest, like the rigor of a road trip, I don't know that I would necessarily altogether give that up because there's so many opportunities for surprises. On the other hand, if we could remove surprises from medical care, I'm hundred percent behind that. Well, you imagine like All we talked the about the, we talked about the tricorder and the creativity yeah. that it would allow, right? It would allow creativity to come back into medicine. Imagine being able yeah. to use this device too. I mean, yeah, and you know, just like what we were talking about last time is like this fact that the the, the practice of medicine is in a state of flux and will change yeah. to the point where doctors will be more about advocacy and consultation and less about like the mechanics of the body Yeah, uh, where yeah. robotics move into that space where they're way more precise and less accident prone. You know, I, I'm ready for that. <laughs> I'm so ready for that. Me too. Like Me that too. whole, like the, Let's stop with the barbar barbarism of slicing somebody open. Or just shoving Let's, pills down them, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not opposed to pills. Look, 
I recently reunited with my psychiatrist from years ago. Good. And I, um, you know, the, there's a lot of stress in my job, but then mm. the pandemic and blah, blah, blah. Um, also, I was recently diagnosed with ADHD, ADHD, um, and I'm being treated for that. And I will tell you, like, I am more functional than I have been in years. My thoughts are at my fingertips and I can process things and concentrate. And I want to just at the end of this really advocate for mental health care for you guys. Mm. Uh, I'm not telling you you're crazy. Mm -mm. I'm telling you that these times right now are, you know, it's a whole, it's a new frontier. And (laughs) it's scary. And I am at a level of anxiety that I have never been at in my life before. Um, And I encourage anybody who is struggling or feeling tough like to reach out and get mental health care there's no no stigma if there is who cares like there's not though i mean there's no stigma um i think it's i think that wall's coming down it yeah i think in some places yes in other places no i think if you're Mm. born in poverty i think it's a really hard call to make to get mental health care um and I also think, like, um, I just care about folks and how they're coping right now. And if it seems too much, like, it's okay to ask for help. And you should ask for help. Yeah. Yeah. And even if it's not from a mental health care provider, uh, friends are available. Mm-hmm. Um, there are many free things like Skype and whatnot to get in touch with folks. And I, I know people are now more open to taking phone calls and having conversations and uh, doing things where, like, before it's like, just text me. I don't want you to bother me with a phone call. It's like, no, I want to hear your voice. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see your face. Um, I'm so grateful to, to be able to see your face right now, Jeff. And Same here. Same like, here, buddy. Yeah, and just to continue to connect uh, with people in whatever way you can. Yeah. Uh, And so many people are being really generous with their time. Um, Like Patrick Stewart, for example, is reading sonnets on a daily basis. Um, Might I also recommend Clint McElroy, who is reading The Hobbit one chapter a night. Awesome. And he calls himself your gaffer. And... um, has the most del- delightful delivery and voices for all dwarves and um if you, I know if you're listening to this you're probably in the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit and all that stuff um so True. and like I think tonight is chapter three and tomorrow's chapter four like every night and he's doing this so he can read to his grandkids but also share with the world the story of the Hobbit and he's you know every now and then he's like. Uh, reading this story is thirsty work and he takes a big old glug of water out of a giant stein <laughs> and um, I'll put it in the show notes because there you go Jeff's drinking from a giant water bottle <laughs> or a mason jar or something mason jar yep yeah oh yeah I love drinking out of mason jars by the it's way the it's the best it is, best. It is. Um, you can't live this close to Appalachia and not enjoy a mason jar 
No, but, I, I, Jenny, I echo what you're saying. Um, and, you know, like, get in touch with us on the Facebook page, too. Um, there's recommendations yeah. that I've got for um, some online services that you can even do free trials on, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's there's so many resources out there. Yeah, Coursera um, is, is free for a month. Or great courses, great courses. Great courses, yeah, yeah. Coursera um, is always free. Yeah, Coursera is great, by the way. Um, yeah. And, you know, just reach out. That's the thing I think is is the key here. Um, I, you had asked earlier at the beginning, like, how are we coping, right? Um, yeah. We got to cope. We got to cope by by helping helping each other out. Yeah. You know. Just be there. We have a teddy bear stuck in our window right now. Yeah. Some kids are. Uh, and their parents are driving around in their cars to give the kids something to do going on a like a virtual bear hunt so wherever they can uh, see a bear. so we have a bear stuck in our in our window in our living room for example that's so true they, they drive past you know just whatever we can do this is this is the time for us to step up and really yeah help point it's, people in the right it's direction a, it's a time to share your creativity share your soul yep uh, be there for people yeah. And um I just and the one thing I I read earlier about when you go and look at the streets and they're empty that's love. Like we're yeah. don't see the negative space as love um because we're staying indoors to save each other. And yeah. this is probably the biggest movement ever in living memory. So like keep stay home, you know, wash your hands. I know everybody's saying that, but um, this is a new world and a struggle. But uh, what we're doing now is to save lives. So, if you like uh, a nerdy washing hands video, by the way, Alan yeah. Brown Alton Brown uh-huh. has a washing hands tutorial. It's fantastic. Nice. <laughs> just just I'll I'll post it in our Tech Track page on okay. Facebook. Yeah, uh, I'll I'll post some of the things that I've been seeing too. Yeah, and I encourage anybody who listens to do so. Yeah. So. So we gave our tech trek a ten. Um, yeah. Recommendations. Final thing here. Um, what are you listening to? What are you reading? Um, yeah. I just finished a reread of the original Three Musketeers. Oh boy. Man, it is fantastic. Uh, it is such a great uh, book. Is it? It is. It's so much better than any of the movies have ever made it to be. I have never read any of those or listened or watched the movies or anything. It um, is worth I'll, the read. I'll give it a whirl. It's okay. worth the read. Probably even before Star Trek novels. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's just like, here's Three Musketeers and the next is the Star Trek novels. Or build up to I it. Mean, I don't know. <laughs> sure. I mean, work your way up. I don't know. Watch... Uh, the parody in Tom and Jerry or something. I've it's, been it's um, fantastic. I just I have to say it. It's it's amazing. So. Okay, swashbuckling and venturesome and whatnot. And and human, very a very human story in it too. Okay, all right. I've been uh, there's two things I want to talk about. One is uh, Jackbox Six, um, which if you have a PlayStation Four, you or any Jackbox game, these are like real quick social games, trivia, um, try to sort out who the liar is, those kind of things. Um, invent 
phrases or come up with quips and those kind of things. Um, you can, if you have a PlayStation 4, you can play it and you can hook it up to a Switch account and like have people from don't live with you <laughs> to play, play along because it's all played on. It, you could play it all on your phone. That's fun. Um, social, yeah. And then the other thing is um, I've been reading Douglas Adams' The Long Dark Tea Time of the Soul. I read mm. one chapter to my my book club on Facebook, and uh, people seem to like it, so I'm going to probably read another one. Um, okay. Um, I really like reading out loud others. Uh, I don't know who all appreciates it, but I think the book club folks might have liked it a little bit. So no. I was going to do another one tonight, but then I'm going to do it tomorrow. <laughs> but Douglas Adams' Long Dark Tea Time of the Soul is my very, very favorite book, and I'm, uh, I, it's silly and whimsical, and it's a mystery, and um, it's delightful. Douglas Adams. Can't okay, check it out. All right. All right, well, Jenny, I think that does it for us for tonight. Yeah. Proto Blazers. Proto Blazers, pretty stinking awesome. Yeah, unsung hero of Star Trek universe i mean instant regeneration those two words yeah. Yeah. i, I dare I, I defy someone to find something cooler <laughs> also i i encourage somebody to tell me where the heck they ever called it that on any episode like it was just they would wave something there, up this is going to heal blood vessels and i don't a couple of references remember. on memory alpha thanks memory alpha um of like beverly crusher asking for a protoplazer so Okay. So right by me. Yep. <laughs> well, I'm I'm char- I'm charmed and delighted to know such that it has a name. I've seen <laughs> it in action. I wish it was existing right now. Me too. Um, maybe once we get the medical tricorder nailed down, we'll get Protoplazer going. I think Protoplazer has to be next, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. go, Protoplazer. I mean, even before tri, even like before Transformers or Transporters. Sorry, we gotta we gotta <laughs> have the protoplasm. No, wait, wait, wait. That's for our Transformers podcast, Jeff. Come on. That's right. That's down the line. Sorry. <laughs> no, um, oh, they're awesome. Also, yes. you might try pod- you might try podcasting while you're on in repose. Yeah, give it a shot, guys. It's really not scary. There's so many ways to do it. Um, and also, you could be a guest host on the show. I feel like we could have a a third person on here. I would anytime. love that. I would love it. Yeah. Especially especially right now. Let's let's get a yeah. let's get another let's get another head on the screen here. <laughs> yeah. And you don't you don't have to know a lot about it, clearly. I mean if my presence one, at all has anything to say. One of us will bring the deep knowledge and the other one will will have fun. So Yeah. And have the broad broad side of the barn. We'll go mile right. deep, mile wide, right? So <laughs> Yeah. All right. Uh, well, Jenny, again, thanks so much, uh, guys. I think it was a fun episode. Um, Proto yeah. Plazers for the win. Um, yep. If you like it, share the podcast. Um, go Thank to our you. Facebook page. Um, if you really liked it, give us a rating. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Uh, we always want to hear from you, uh, especially now. Yeah. Yeah. Drop, drop us a comment, man. Like, we, we want to hear from you. Please. 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 I'm we're, putting my we're, bottom lip out. Mm. We're, we're begging. Beg. Give us attention. Please. Look, we love you guys. <laughs> we do anything for you. Just give us a comment. Uh, give us a good rating. 
Yeah, but but seriously, do. Um, yeah. And drop us a line anytime. Yeah. Um, and or FaceTime us or whatever. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, I guess till next time, Jenny. Till next time, Jeff. <laughs> we love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.